who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. Yes, it's already hot in this closet, and we have like an hour and a half to go, Madigan. We can do it. I'm drinking um, tequila... Tequila on a Thursday night. I feel it. I had drinks with Max before noon today. It was like 11.45 and we, we were starving, went out to lunch, and I was like, well, I want to have a drink with my lunch. Sometimes you just gotta. You gotta. Listen, this world is hard. Yes. Life is hard. I have a day off. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm yeah. gonna go home, take a nap. Like, Don't judge me. No. It's my day off. Exactly. That's exactly right. And my anxiety has been higher than it has been in, like, years. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so high uh, that I'm just like, I, I, look, I gotta do what I gotta do to get through. Gotta have tequila, ma'am. Gotta do what I gotta do to get you through. need it. Okay, so let's jump into what's in the news. I don't know if this is something that you have, but it's something that I feel like we absolutely need to talk about, and that is that last Saturday, Jeffrey Epstein... Yep. ...quote, unquote, committed suicide. Yeah. Committed suicide in his cell. Yeah. How are we feeling about this? Um, I thought it was hilarious because I woke up, I saw that, immediately told Max, he said it was a conspiracy. He said bullshit. And then I immediately texted you and you responded in the exact same way. And bullshit. I just thought it was, I was like, you know what, I had two great people in my life. This is the kind of people I need around I me. Mean, and you know, fuck them, first of all, for like putting me in a position like last week or a week and a half ago or whenever it was, whenever he committed, he attempted suicide the first time. Yeah. Like, fuck them for putting me in a position where I had to be like, you guys need to protect Jeffrey Epstein. Exactly. Like, I don't want to be in this position where I feel like I needed to protect Jeffrey Epstein because he's a piece of fucking garbage. Yeah. But I was like, why was he not in productive custody this entire fucking time? Like, he's he got- was supposedly moved and being 
heavily monitored, but they're finding that, like, the logs, the people that work there, right. the logs are off. They're showing that, like, on recording that they didn't check mm-hmm. when yeah, they were they, supposed they to. Yeah, they lied. They fudged all the records. So yes. prison staff discovered uh, Jeffrey Epstein, who was 66, dead in his cell at the Metropolitan Correctional Center at 6.30 a.m. on uh, this last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, he had apparently hanged himself with a bed sheet. I'm sorry. Should have given a trigger warning. <laughs> Suicide. Should have given a trigger warning. Sorry. Um, but he did hang himself from a bed sheet. And he had tried to commit suicide before on July 23rd, shortly after being denied bail, which mm-hmm. resulted in him being placed on suicide watch. Yeah. And then six days later, prison officials determined that he was no longer a threat to his own life and returned him to a cell mm. with an inmate. So they gave him like a, a, oh, a celly. I, I thought they I thought he was alone when he Well, died. he was because they put him on suicide watch with an inmate, which is standard. Like yeah. they put essentially somebody else in there in the room to kind of like help monitor you, which yeah. seems like a flawed system to make inmates monitor each other's mental health. But, but I think okay. it's but I think it's also like a deterrent. If you're, and I think that if you're experiencing severe mental health issues, having, even if you're experiencing it yourself and you see somebody else, I mean, this person is Jeffrey Epstein, so maybe mm-hmm. people aren't going to be feeling so sympathetic. But, like, if you have somebody else there, you do, it, it helps you and it helps the other person to have another person around to right. build you up yes. a little bit. So yeah. that, that actually makes perfect I mean, sense And to it's me. it's standard practice uh, to house people who have recently been taking taken off of Suicide Watch with another person, but they later transferred the cellmate that was with Jeffrey Epstein yeah. um, out of his cell on Friday night, so the night before. Mm. The night before. Interesting. He was found dead in his cell Saturday morning at 6 a.m. Yep. On Friday night, they took the cellmate out of the hmm. out of his cell with him, which is fucked up. And then there were two staff Putting members. Putting my tinfoil cap on. I mean, honestly, I am not... I am not a conspiracy theorist by I, nature. I like, enjoy listening to them, but most of the time I just let it kind of roll off my back. Yes, like, I, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I think most conspiracy theories are um, bullshit yeah. <laughs> most of the time, but this one I'm on board with. Yeah. So there were two staff members who were guarding the jail unit where Jeffrey Epstein was, um, where he had killed himself, and they apparently fell asleep and failed yep. to check on him for three hours and then falsified the records to cover up their, mis- their mistake. Yeah. Uh, and these disclosures came out on Tuesday and the two employees were placed on administrative leave. And yeah. the warden of the jail was temporarily reassigned pending the outcome of the investigation into Epstein's death. Yeah. And those typically do uh, end in, like, criminal charges for, like... I imagine that they will, but I also have a really hard time believing that these fucking low-level correctional officers were the ones behind this. Like, I don't think they were, but I think that they were being negligent. I think it's ineptitude, and also this this, um, jail, or this prison, has also come under fire semi-recently. I think El Chapo also was there at at one point, and they came under fire because he wasn't being... This guy who has escaped prison many times was also not being watched appropriately because this prison is understaffed. Wow. So when these people were, like, taking a nap, I think that these people are overworked. I think that they are working, like, crazy overtime and things like that. But also, look at how many things had to line up for this man to kill himself. He tried—he is holding so many fucking secrets. It just came out recently, like, right before um, he killed himself that— 
um, Prince Andrew, who's one of Queen Elizabeth's sons, yeah. who was married to Fergie, um, that he was possibly involved. There were, like, pictures of him with yeah. uh, a woman who... By the way, not Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas. No, 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 no. <laughs> Fergie from England, the Duchess. <laughs> the the Duchess. actual Duchess. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, it was interesting because... So CBS News reported that there was, like, shouting and shrieking from the cell, and then there's a cellmate next door who was like, I heard none of that. Like, there's no cited sources, but they're saying that people were like, breathe, Epstein, breathe. And there's no there's no one to confirm that, and someone a couple cells away was like, I didn't hear anything. This guy should have been in, like, he should have been watched all the time. Like, yeah. he is an important key figure yeah. in this massive trial that yeah. could take down all of these huge political figures and business people. Like, all of these billionaires, millionaires, like, this guy holds the key to all that. And yeah. then right before he was supposed to go to trial, when he's already attempted suicide once before, yeah. this happens. Right. And it it's just, very it just, convenient. Yeah, and it just so happens to also have happened on the same night that these two guards were both like, now nah, we're not going to check on him for three hours. Like, yeah. all of that coincided. And the cellmate was taken was away. Was taken away. All of that coincided at the same fucking time. Like, I really? I mean, hey, it could have just, it could have been a perfect storm. He's like, this is my moment. I don't think so. I, I mean, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm being devil's advocate here. I don't well, know. Well, I mean, I don't think it's, okay, yes. All right. So if we're going to go down that path, like, I don't think it's completely out of the realm of possibility that he did kill himself. Right. Because they did find that he had broken neck bones. Yeah, because I wouldn't have wanted to have to testify against all of these very powerful people. Like, I wouldn't have wanted to either. So maybe he did kill himself, but I also don't think it was just pure ineptitude. Like, I think it was they created the conditions for this to happen by taking away the cellmate and maybe they told the guards not to check in on him. They might have. You know what I mean? I think that that's what happened. Or crazier things have happened or they just... The cards fell where they were. I don't know. I'm well, trying then, to look at things from well, both sides. Well, then every single person who was in charge of him needs to be fired. Yeah. Every single person because... Well, yes, that would be the case. In what... So, you're telling me that an average fucking prisoner gets more guarding than this? Like, this guy. This fucking guy. This yeah. billionaire who has shit on the president and former presidents and princes and yeah. huge business moguls. Like, this guy... You're not gonna fucking keep an eye on? Like, fucking really? No. I I, don't know. It's bullshit. It goes all the way to the top. It goes all the way to the mother goddamn fucking top. Yeah, I mean, they are doing autopsies and things like that, trying to figure it out. It has been released that he had some neck bones broken. So let's look at it this way. Let's look at it at an example, because one of the big ones right now is that Bill Clinton has something to do with it. (laughs) Okay, but also it should be said that now we are, um, since the whole thing with the 2016 election and the Mueller report, we are monitoring Russian bot activity, Mm -hmm. and a lot of those, like, the Clintons are behind this, uh, are from Russian bots who are trying to rile up the right. Got it. Um, But you know what? Could be. It could be the Clintons. It could be the Trumps. It could be anybody, because this guy had fucking dirt on everyone. So if if it... Let's let's say for argument's sake, then let's say it was the Trumps that were involved. How do you think... Do you think it was, like, blackmail? Do you think it was paying off people that worked for the prison to give him the time to kill himself? What do you think... How do you think that went down, then? I don't know. 
Like, I don't know. I mean, I think it could be any number of things. You're dealing with how did this guy get away with what he got away with exactly. for so long? Well, it's and that's money. that's the big thing that people are Money, power, and, at. and influence, right? Yeah. And so money, power, and influence can buy you anything. Right. So if this many people with this much money, because Jeffrey Epstein, as we talked about before, had no business having yeah, as much where money. where the fuck did he get all his money? I think he got all of his money. Like, now it's coming out that... Um, Sex trafficking. Sex trafficking and blackmail. Like, it's coming out now that he, a lot of the underage girls had, like, he asked them, like, keep an eye on him, tell me, like, the things that they do in the room so that I have blackmail. He had cameras all over the place. Yeah. So he had dirt on everybody, yeah. essentially. That would make a lot of sense. Um, and we did get an email. How has he not had issues with, like, taxes and stuff? I don't know. That's interesting to me. Uh, we did get an email from a listener mm-hmm. asking us if we could possibly break down the entire Epstein situation in one episode, like make a complete episode all about it. Um, because I understand that it's confusing. It's confusing to us. Like, I would honestly be really interested in it. What do you think? Yeah, I'm totally open to doing that as well. So that's something that we can definitely talk yeah, about. But I don't know. Maybe we'll do it next week. Yeah, I don't may- know. maybe we'll do it. Um, it's a lot to dive into. We'll it, see. It's a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. But <laughs> I understand that it's confusing and there are so yeah. many moving pieces. And I do, again, want to say for the record, I know I've said this before, but like, if Bill Clinton had something to do with this, fuck him. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, Hang Bye. them all. Like, yeah. I don't I don't care. Like, that's the Burn thing. Burn it like, all to the ground. To, like, I don't understand why this has become such a partisan issue, because it shouldn't be a partisan issue. No. We're talking about rich fucking issue. assholes in power who have lots of money who are abusing young girls. Yeah. Like, that's what we're talking about. And they should all burn. I don't care what dynasty has to crumble for that. Yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah. And we need to get to the bottom of it, and that's it. And I hope that we do, and I don't know that we will now, is the thing. Like, yeah. I don't know that we will now, because now Jeffrey Epstein is dead. Like, the person who had all of the cards is dead. And He's dead, but do they... They said there were files that were unsealed. Yeah, and they also... Um, there was one woman who is now a woman, but she was a, a girl. girl at the time, and she came out and, like, started giving names. I can't remember what the that woman's name is, mm-hmm. uh, who was basically, like, helping Epstein to um, lure girls. Yeah. And so that woman is still around. Yeah. And hopefully they can get her to come in and And they can and, do more and, and more investigation on individual people. Um, we still have victims' testimonies. I, you know, I yeah, think that just because over. he's dead, I mean, I think it would have made their job a lot easier. But I also believe that when we're talking about putting someone like Jeffrey Epstein on trial, if you look at our court system, you know, there's plea deals. You know, he is a very wealthy man. There's a lot of things like we may not get the whole picture from him anyways, right. because sometimes we don't. You know what I mean? So I'm wondering if maybe now that he's gone, there's more freedom to expose a lot of other people. Well, I don't know. we'll see. I think that that's a very optimistic standpoint. I'm far more I'm, pessimistic. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying that it could. Yeah. Yeah, He's, we'll see. You know, we'll I don't see. know. Yeah. Because I don't know. I, I don't buy him, like, just being like, all right, here's 50 years of shit I'm about to tell you. Like, I don't really... I don't think he would have done that, but I do think that they could have gotten him to talk if they'd made the right deal with him. True. You know what I mean? True. Um, but I also think it's possible that he killed himself because it was a no-win situation for him. Like, yeah. either way, he was going to end up in jail or in prison, and it was either he rats out some of the most powerful people in the world. Oh, I world. think the reasons for him killing himself are, himself is pretty obvious. Yeah, or 
you know, yeah. or he doesn't, and he takes the fall for all of it. Like that, those were the two things that could have come out of that. So, goddamn. Yep, yep, yep. God damn. Well, I have like two like pop culture lighthearted things. Do you have another thing that's maybe a little bit more like Sure. Yeah. Um it's not heavy, but it is something that I think we need to talk about. Let's do it. We need to talk about Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe Biden. Oh. Sir. Okay. Sir. So, um Joe Biden, he last Wednesday he made a speech in Iowa in which he said that poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. <gasps> and listen, oh. it was clear to me oh. watching this that it was just a slip of the tongue. Yeah, but... However, oy. however, oh. he has had these gaffes time and time mm-hmm. again throughout mm-hmm. his campaign and it eventually at some point it becomes to be it's too much like it's too much yeah and also Mm. i do believe that that was a freudian slip i think that that was a freudian slip because he was talking about um he was at the iowa asian and latino coalition which is also like oh because you're in a room full of non-white people Uh. um and this organization was started a few years ago to advocate for minority communities in the state because the state is 90% white. So I think he's, you know, a 70-something-year-old man. I think in his head, he knew where he was. He knew what he was trying to say, which is basically that we needed equal opportunities for underprivileged and kids. And I feel like he could have also gotten two sentences mixed mixed up. up but it, the way that it was said you know right maybe i'm giving him too much credit i totally believe it's a freudian slip as well, well i mean and also but it's just like he I, has i i it, here's the thing and i'm not trying to give him too much credit but like i think his heart is in the right place mm-hmm. for a 70 something year old white guy mm-hmm. who has been in this game for a long time yeah because i i don't i don't want to say because i don't want to throw it around i don't want to say that like he is racist. Yeah. I want to say that he has some real antiquated views on race, and he yes. doesn't know how to, like, communicate them yeah. in 2019. Yeah. Like, his views are just outdated. Like, yeah. that's 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 the problem, I and agree. we don't need someone like that in the White House. Oy. So what he was saying was, um, about 20 minutes into his remarks there, he said, does anybody here think that 12 years of education is enough for the 21st century? I don't know anybody who thinks that. And so he was calling for increased funding to Title I schools and increased teacher K and uh, increased teacher pay and universal pre-K. And then he said, we have this notion that somehow if you're poor, you cannot do it. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. And there were groans in the room and then a couple of people started clapping. I think they were probably, like, his handlers. Yeah. And then he... You can hear him, like, stumble. It's so awkward. Because you hear him say Ugh. it. You hear him... Hear himself say it. And then he says, um, wealthy people, black kids, Asian kids. Oh. Oh. <laughs> like he tries to fix oh, it. Digging himself a hole. Yeah. He, he tries to fix it. And unfortunately, like, what that does then is, like, he is giving ammunition. Like, the Trump administration, yeah. the Trump campaign retweeted yeah. that bit, you know. And, and for the next debate. Of course. I mean, he, he's <sighs> yeah. already had his past record, his shoddy fucking sketchy record when yeah. it comes to race thrown in his face at debates, there's no way that he is going to be able to come out of this unscathed. 
Even oh. though it, it sounds like it was a slip, but yeah, but it's he it said it's in the records, it's on video. If he's smart, what he'll do is spin it into an issue of like, well, I think we can all agree that minorities are underserved and underprivileged yes. and generally in poor communities. Hopefully, he can spin it like that, but also just fucking give it up. Like, give up. I we do not need someone like this in the White House. You know. You should have just taken taken your win, taken that W with being the vice president yep. to Obama and gone into retirement, Uncle Joe. And said later. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got a couple pop culture things. First things first. Miley and Liam broke up. I knew you were going to bring that up. Miley yeah. and Liam broke up. Yeah. And it's interesting because sources from Miley's people are saying that Liam has, like, a partying problem, a drinking problem, a hard drug problem, and how, like, That's what Miley's Anthony always told been, me, too, and I was like, what? Yeah, I guess Miley's always been kind of portrayed as, like, the partier, but I mean, like, as far as I know, she smokes weed. I don't even know if she smokes weed anymore. I think she's kind of gotten... Clean. I mean, she doesn't seem like she really parties that much anymore. No, but she's definitely had that reputation, and I think because Liam is this, like, laid-back kind of surfer Australian dude, that he portrays well, he, a different image. He kept his private life private, which yeah. is something that Miley didn't do when yeah. she was partying really hard. Yeah. Everyone knew it. Well, and, like, they were together when she was partying really hard. To me, it doesn't... But they broke up during that, like... That's true. During that bangers phase. That's is when true. Is when they split up. That's true. So... Um, and then Liam's, you know, people are saying, like, that's totally untrue. It was infidelity because she was seen with a woman on vacation. Brody Jenner's ex, yes. whose name I can't remember, Catherine? It's Caitlyn something, Caitlin? I think. Um, but... So they're saying it's infidelity, it's a whole thing. I don't know. You know, I don't like it when it comes... And obviously, like, nobody knows what's going on in their right. relationship with them. But, like, I don't like it when... It gets catty. It becomes a mudslinging kind of contest. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't I don't dig on that. I mean, they were together so long. It's like, just I know. be peaceful. Just be chill about it. Well, like, the first, the first, like, comment was very, like, you know, we are going to continue to raise our animals together. And, like... Because they've got, like, a million fucking pets. Yeah, so who was the first one to throw the first, like... I don't know. Arrow. I don't know. Because that seems... Because that's what I thought too is like that they it was kind of amicable like because they've only they've not been married they haven't even married been a married year. a year yeah. like they got married last December yeah um you know I don't know I mean it's people can do whatever they want and like that's fine yeah I think it's sad a little bit because I know you're rooting for you guys we were rooting for you but um, <laughs> we were all rooting for you but it's yeah. not of my concern I hope they both end up happy I just yeah. don't like seeing people like. Yeah. Throw shit at each other. Like, there's no need. Yeah. The other thing that just broke my heart in two this week. Oh. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? Because I texted texted. you immediately. I know. Harry Styles has respectfully declined the role of Prince Eric. What is wrong with you, dude? I mean, he must have, like, another... He must have another thing going on right now. And I've kind of... Or maybe he's just not interested. Like maybe he's just not. I That's mean, a lot of exposure and money. Coming money, away. yeah. Disney is like crazy. That's money. a lot of like revamping a career kind of exposing thing. you to an even younger audience. Yeah, yeah. As and the One Directioners get older, yeah. yeah, and painting you in a different light. And maybe you know if he does have music coming out or anything, having that. Yeah, I, I think it would have been a really smart career move for him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So there must be something else. There must be maybe another 
another role or music or something that's going on because I feel like otherwise it's a very like well God bless move. God bless whoever they get to to be Prince Eric <sighs> he now because been perfect and I would have swooned. It's gonna be hard. I think it's gonna be hard to like fill those shoes. They said Sean Mendes. Ooh, I don't. I don't like no. that. I, I'm I'm officially too old for like like Harry Styles. I'm like okay, like I could go and enjoy yeah. that Prince Eric. Like Sean Mendes. I'm like no. I I straight up won't watch that movie. I no. would just feel so gross. out of my element and yeah. like gross. Like that man is like 20 years old. Yeah, I cannot. I no. cannot. Um, it was funny because I watched an interview with um. Jacob Tremblay, who was in the, the movie Room, and he's in this movie yes. called Good Boys coming out. Yes. And he he's was so talking about they want him to be Flounder. And so he, uh, Jimmy Fallon kind of asked him about that. And he was like, yeah, they're thinking about having me either for Flounder or Prince Eric. Oh. 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 <laughs> he made a joke. Oh. I thought it was cute. He's like an eight-year-old boy or something older old. than that. But I thought it was really cute. Oh, my God. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, we've got a little bit of time. Did you see... The new trailer for Little Women. Yes! Oh my god, it looks so good. People are kind of like, why isn't the Winona Ryder version good enough? Well, because people stand that version, like, hard. Like, I know people who, like, live and die by that version of Little Women, which I get. It's a great movie. I get it. It is, but we've got Greta Gerwig fucking directing. Yeah, and writing it. And we've got fucking um, Lord Dern's in it, Meryl Streep's in it, Emma Watson's in it, Saoirse Ronan's Ronan. in it. Timothy Chalamet. Who? Prince Eric, hello! Oh my god, can he be Prince Eric? Can he be Prince Eric? He's old enough that I don't feel, like, super gross. They're, like, my two, like, young... Well, I mean, Harry Styles, I think, is, like, my age. But, like, I I totally have a little crush on Timothy Chalamet. If I was, like, five years younger... Or, like, the same age as Timothy Chalamet, he would have been, like, my number one, like, yeah. celebrity crush. Like, yeah. my number one. Like, he's I fell in so love cute. with him during Call Me By Your Name. He fell in love. So handsome. Those cheekbones. I know. Oh, my God. Four Amazing. Days. So, I stand him, super, stand him super fucking hard with Sersha. Yes. I love it. Um, Florence it Pugh, looks great. who's who was in Midsummer, is also in it. The cast is amazing. I think it looks great, and I think it seems like a very updated way of telling the presenting story. Presenting it, absolutely. Yeah. It's the first blonde Joe March I've ever seen. Yes, which is amazing. And I think Saoirse Ronan is the perfect Joe. She's perfect. Yeah. Yes, I'm. I'm excited, and I think you know. I know that I have complained many times about like remaking shit because I'm just kind of like we have so much like, new content that can be out there, but also, I kind of feel like with this situation, you can love the Winona Ryder version and love this version and know that they're different, and, and we're going to provide you, like, different things, Yes, you know? and I think it's important to tell the story again in this day and age. There are certain stories that are retold for reasons, and as long as it is done well, I'm all here for it. I agree, and I also feel like we have grown so much as a culture, like, and as a society, that it will be told through a different lens than it has been told before. And, like, that's cool. I think that there are certain things, like A Star is Born, that, like, you can resurrect every 20 years because the lens through which it's told is going to be different. And, like, you're going to get something different out of it. Yeah. And I'm excited. I finally watched that movie about a week ago. And um, I'm not going to tell spoilers. It's been out for a while, but... And they all end the same way, so... But, yeah, but... The dog. Yeah. Oh, I mean... Uh, 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 and I just mimicked... 
stabbing myself in the heart and, and twisting I, and it. And I guess we should also clarify that the dog doesn't die. No. Just no. because I know but that, he's like... he's laying outside the door, like, yes. but I know, a steak dinner, and you're like... <laughs> I know that some people will not watch a movie if they think that an animal is No, no dogs it. are this hurt. This dog does not die, but, but yes. Yeah, yes. your heart... <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about that we'll after about we that finish later. recording. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for listening for to another mini episode. We thank you so much. If you would like to leave us any listener mail, episode suggestions, sister solidarity stories, any of the above, you can go ahead and leave us an email at neighborhoodfeminists at gmail.com. You can also get us on Instagram and direct message us there. We are at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. You can also catch us on Twitter. We hang out there sometimes at Yanf Podcast. Y-A-N-F Podcast. We have a Facebook group and business page. Go ahead and leave us a review on Facebook. We would love it. We are still waiting anxiously for a new review. Well, and also, <laughs> if you've been thinking about leaving us a review, but you're like, eh, I don't know, not really feeling it, or it takes too much time, or whatever, which I get, because yeah, I'm, you know, I'm bad at that, I'm too. the worst. Uh, but just know that every now and again, we do get trolls from Instagram who will go on our iTunes mm-hmm. and... And, you know... Leave us one-star reviews. Yes, and stuff like that. So uh, just know that if you haven't done it yet and you're thinking about it, do it just so you can combat that situation. Yeah, or at least just leave us five stars because, yeah, there's quite... We have quite a few one-stars. I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, my stars! Which, I mean, listen, some people just aren't going to like it. That's fine, but we know... I also know that we sometimes ruffle feathers on our social media and we have our iTunes linked Yep. On our social media. Uh, so, yeah, just know that you're you're combating a troll when yes. you give us a, a good review. Yes. <laughs> so please also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't already, go ahead and listen to us on Radio Public. It's free for you. Helps us out a little bit, and we really appreciate it. That's everything we got for you today, you guys. Thank you so much. With all that being said, we encourage you to, to rage, rage on. on. Bye. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I use my background in journalism and draw on women's life experiences to add to the conversation on topics that matter to fellow feminists like you. Now in its second season, listen to new episodes each month as we explore finding yourself through divorce, battling call-out culture, questioning our ideas about masculinity, and discovering why girls' confidence plummets in their preteens. Guests include Stephanie Kuntz, historian and author of Marriage, a History, April White, author of Divorce Colony, and Loretta Ross, professor on white supremacy and call-out culture at Smith College. Listen to Thread the Needle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.